This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Sandeep Singh, who is an assistant professor at the Ambedkar University at New Delhi. Uh, he teaches English. Uh, hi, Sandeep. Welcome. Hi, George. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You came to uh, Delhi, uh, you said, 16 years ago to uh, yeah. probably do a post-graduation or an MPhil. Uh, and this was at JNU. Uh, was JNU kind of welcoming uh, to you as a visually impaired student? JNU was welcoming, yes, because uh, when I reached JNU, there were some seniors who who were you were who you know were anticipating my arrival, so they were there. They took, I mean, they they took me in their in their custody. They took me to their room and they took care of me. They told me things that I needed to know, like certain things that I was not very conscious about in Mumbai. They told me you can't say this, you can't do this. Like you know, you you can't you can't use slurs very easily here. You got to be careful about asking, uh, you know, where they come from and what their caste is. You can't ask anybody's caste. You can't cannot. Some of the things you know that JNU taught me to be sensitive about, which I wasn't in Bombay because for all in Mumbai, all of these things didn't matter to us. N- neither did one ever say this. Like you know, that there, there, there was some. Uh, words that one was very used to using. They said, no, you shouldn't use this because it may hurt somebody. So all of these sensitivities I learned in JNU. So that way JNU is very welcoming, very, um, you know, and and I met people from so many uh, uh, parts of the country that I hadn't known. Like the Northeast was a complete, uh, uh, you know, I was oblivious to the Northeastern part of our country until I came to JNU. Though there were a few Northeastern students in Mumbai, in my college, in my class, but one didn't interact with them because here you had Northeastern night, here you had Bihar night, here you had, you know, Andhra night. And where you go there, you get food from Andhra, you get to meet people from that part of the state. So, you know, that inclusivity was there. And disability, I mean, infrastructurally, JNU had its challenges. It is not very accessible in terms of infrastructure. But people were very, very welcoming. People were helpful. People were willing to uh, sort of assist. A lot of people, uh, and even I, when I have visited JNU, uh, one thing that strikes and stands out is the number of dogs and monkeys that are there. Uh, You as a visually impaired person there, was it a challenge? Oh, indeed. Uh, In fact, the dog menace was a big, big challenge because, uh, I mean, approximately what we were told is that in an 1,100-acre campus that are about 700 plus dogs and uh, we had a problem we in fact also uh, did a hunger strike to get the administration's attention to the dog menace and to kind of uh, see we we were not seeking a complete removal we were suggesting and we were willing to dialogue and say that you know make a space for them like a canal in some part because JNU had a lot of open spaces yeah so from that they could have you know, selected some part and where they could have allowed them to exist. But, you know, the animal activists said, no, how how would it be if we gave you that option? So they compared us with dogs, literally. 
they said mm. you are suggesting this for us what we what if we suggest this for you so that mm. kind of debate you know so we we tried to dialogue with the animal lovers the dog lovers of the campus many a times but we we always reached an impasse so we then launched a struggle tried to dialogue and the administration was supportive we realized the real threat real time threat to many of us who could not go to the dhabas to have tea on our own we had to wait for our sighted counterparts to come and take us so we realized that challenge and you know that was the biggest challenge for us if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iway national toll free helpline number 18005320469 the number is 18005320469 your name suggests that you were not originally from bombay you probably came there from somewhere else probably somewhere in the north and uh, the other thing i want to know is that how come you got interested in english yeah so well uh, to talk about my roots i am from up uh, from uh, uh, there's a village called belhata in uh, near jaunpur uh, uh, district and yeah. uh, to, to to the nearest uh, railway station to get to it is uh, varanasi so yeah. we are i'm from there my father moved to bombay in the summer of 1969 and that's how he came to bombay and then he slowly slowly uh, made his career there and then uh, he got married in bombay so my mother was already in bombay uh, you know before that because Uh, her entire family was settled in Bombay because my fa- mother's father was a Hindi teacher in uh, one of the oldest school of Mumbai, the Hindi High School at Atkopar. So uh, my parents got married in 1973 in Bombay, and then my brother came along, then my sister, and then I. So we were all born in Bombay, in Thane, in fact, not in Bombay, Thane, which is an adjacent district to Mumbai. So I actually had a very interesting uh beginning into learning english when i was in 8th standard we had a senior who uh didn't have a family of his own so he used to stay in a school and used to study in jaihin college you may have heard of george probably akhtar husain uh who uh was an orphan and was uh, staying in our school and used to study in college and because he didn't have, he he hadn't uh, sort of started his career so he was staying in our school So I used to hear him speak English, and he, at a couple of occasions, uh, our principal used to make him give speeches in English for our uh, trustees and our guests. So I always think, you know, how eloquently he speaks. I also want to speak like him someday. And I, in fact, he was our uh, dormitory in charge. So I told him, you know, that uh, someday I also want to speak like you, the way you speak English so well and so eloquently. He said, yeah. So then he gave me a few tips that listen to BBC on radio. listen to cricket commentary on radio and uh, i used to until then i used to listen to marathi commentary because i used to like uh, some of the marathi commentators and i used to re- listen to hindi commentary and I, automatically it it was like kind of you know a kind of a moment eureka moment for me and i said yeah why not and i actually started doing that and it just helped so what i used to do uh, george is that after a, a cricket match is over and when we are walking back to our room or when you are going to the washroom just start repeating the commentary that you have heard on the radio english commentary so i used to just talk to myself you know like imagining uh, like i am tony greg i am ravi shastri 
and how I would be saying those same words. And like that, you know, words just stayed in one's memory. And, and they just sort of started making sense to my ears. Like, okay, this is how it sounds right. You also did mention uh, cricket in in in, in uh, uh, while you were talking about how you picked oh, up yes. the language. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a stupid question to ask to an Indian, especially from Mumbai. But still, how did you get interested in cricket? Well, I that's the one sport that I understood the first the most. I mean, 1996 World Cup is my uh, beginning into watching cricket. I think that's the that's the time that I and my brother used to talk to me a lot about cricket. And my brother used to play cricket for which he used to get beaten by my parents, my my father for it. You know that he used to miss school and miss his tuitions and go play cricket. So I used to and he used to take me along so that. You know, he doesn't get beaten. Uh, he 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 doesn't get uh, beaten by my father on the way because if I'm there, he has to take care of me. So how yeah. will he beat him? You know. Yeah. So my brother was quite smart. So he used to take me to the ground and make me sit behind the stumps. And you select. I'll tell you how many runs I have uh, ran and how many runs I've hit. You do the scoring for me. So right. I'm like, okay. So that was my beginning. So I used to sit behind the keeper. And used to score runs for my brother and for their team. So I thought, okay, this is what this is simple. I understand. There's not much to 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 know. And then 1996 World Cup, when you know, I I, I began. It's it's my beginning into actually watching cricket and uh, listening to cricket. You know, uh, you were telling me that the first nine ten years of your uh, early days, you were at home. Uh, yeah. So what? actually happened during those early days and then uh, what prompted your parents to put you into a school? Yeah, so George, before I mean, uh, I joined Happy Home and School for the Blind, my parents tried a couple of, uh, uh, you know, uh, usual schools for me, nearby schools where my siblings were going and where my, uh, so first they started me with an English medium school where my sister and my brother were going. So they realized in a week's time that I wasn't looking at the blackboard. I wasn't really being able to read the blackboard, even sitting in the front row. And the teacher called my parents and said that, you know, he's not he's not being able to concentrate. He's not being able to read the board. He's sleeping in class. So then my parents were very disheartened. And then they took me out of the school. And then they thought maybe, you know, in a Hindi school, I'll be better off. I don't know what, what uh, sensibility they had while they thought that. And then they started sending me with another uh, neighbor of ours to a Hindi medium school. There also, in a week's time, the similar issues came up. And then my parents were called and they were told. And then after that, they didn't know what to do. So they tried Hindi medium. They tried English medium. They knew the Marathi medium school would be the same story. So they didn't even try. So after that, I was pretty much at home. Uh, and I remember I used to go with my neighbor. I had a neighbor who used to be a very religious uh, person. So she would take me to all the Satyanarayan pujas and all the temple uh, hopping that she would go to. She would take me. And my mother was very happy to send me, uh, thinking that, okay, at least he'll go out. He'll be able to do something, you know, if religious uh, way is his way forward, so be it. So they didn't know anything, really, because both my parents are not very educated. And because of that, they don't. They, and, and, and we are talking about 1980s, even if. Anyone was educated, there was very little to be educated about disability and blindness and possibilities. So, yeah. and being in Thane, uh, again, uh, resources were not that many. So basically, the turning point in my life came, and those are the times when, you know, uh, my parents were constantly told at social gatherings of family or when relatives would come home 
that you know how and they would say it very very uh you know loudly and openly me sitting right there telling them that you know how uh, now your life is ruined now you have to ensure that this boy passes before you do because who will take care of him after you are gone and so on and so then they like oh you should have done your uh, you know abortion in time considered that because there was a situation where my mother knew because of the she was she was when she was expecting me she was, she had fallen ill and uh, the injection that the doctor gave also had uh, impacted her uh, she had jaundice basically and yeah. that jaundice resulted in an infection because the she was wrongly misdiagnosed and treated the doctor had informed that you know there may be some uh, uh, you know disability or difficult deformity that your child may have and uh, my father was the opinion that they reconsider but my mother was very very clear that whatever it is i'm not going to abort i'm going to let it come and we'll take it on from there so my mother was also for that chastised that you know you should have listened to him or whatever and all of these things you know i'm listening i'm 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 there and it's only like now when i reflect back when i talk about my life early life i, I think you know how how some of these things you hear but you don't know how to react at that time because i was just four five years six years old so the turning point came in the last shot that my parents were giving of my eye operation so as operated at the banaji eye hospital in uh, uh, vt cst which is now become uh, yeah. and uh, uh, there was a parsi doctor there were a group of three parsi eye spe- specialists who were operating on me and uh, after a two and a half hour long operation they did on my eye they realized that this operation is not going to work because my retina was like you know how you sort of scramble a piece of paper and throw it in the dustbin my right. retina had pretty much become that so they tried mm-hmm. to do something uh, with it but they did not succeed so they called my dad and he, they said mr singh uh, you know i am telling you that don't go to any oja any baba or any temple i am writing a name of a school please take him there and get him admitted there and don't do any hospital hopping no temple hopping and uh, my father said okay but then also my father sat on it thinking you know school what will he do and he told him that it's a residential school so they had their reservations of me going to any other school because they thought how will i do my uh, basic things which i mean they did teach me those things but they were still not sure you know yeah. so but then one fine day i think my father decided that you know let me take him and give it a shot and that's how we went to that school and 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 that was the first time that my dad was also visiting that part of bombay until then we never had gone there so when he went there when he met when he saw the school running and when he met meher banaji who was the principal then so he felt that maybe this is my calling and uh, against my mother who was very very against it thinking no this is too far what if something happens to him how are we going to take care of that and how will we able to make it so soon but the principal then told my mother you know that by taking extra care of him you'll spoil him more then he'll not then then you'll have to take care of him even when he's 30 40 but if you leave him now here he'll probably become someone who will take care of you when you're in 70s and 80s i think that's what stayed with my parents and they decided that they will put me and then she said you know that if he drops a glass of water at home first time you won't scold him second time you won't scold him but third time you will feel irritated because you have to clean but here we will teach them how not to do that which you will not be able to teach some of these you know very 
sound piece of advice i would say that mehrbana ji then managed to give my give my parents and they took to it to support our work with the blind and visually impaired you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in please note www.scorefoundation.org.in you started school probably a little late but you've traveled far you've come to delhi you've done your mphil and now you're working on your phd and yeah. then you ended up uh, teaching at one of the uh, one of the top colleges of the country at st stevens yeah. Um, yeah. what was your experience there like and you know teaching a bunch of students uh, you know at at 19 and 18 year olds yeah. uh, could sometimes become a nightmare Oh yeah, the first one month was indeed a nightmare uh, because I had never imagined going to Stephens as a teacher. I mean, yeah. one's aspiration it is always to be there as a student, right? Yeah. And my first opening into teaching career was Saint Stephens College. So I mean, I mean, I I knew what that institution was all about, and you know the illustrious uh, uh, college that it is. and i had difficulties because yeah you know i mean i didn't know uh, how to sort of exert authority as a teacher i didn't know how to kind of grasp their attention to begin with so i had my difficulties and and i must say uh, when the going is tough it doesn't get any any easier so i mean i had moments where students also didn't support me in my effort to so i had difficult times in fact i i many times thought of quitting and taking i mean i i thought maybe i'm not made for teaching but then my hod by then uh, you know karen used to be someone i mean who's still an hod there well, she gave me a lot of confidence she said you know we've all gone through this we've all been unsettled by our students and this will happen but if you give up now you'll never be able to pick it up so stay with it stick to it and 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 let them do what they're doing you also do what you know best and you know she told me you know you remember this that you know no matter what they say more than them so never ever think that they know more than you you do know more than them and it is just how you communicate how you ensure that they understand that you know because so i said all right let me try so i tried and then slowly slowly i managed to kind of gain their confidence and become someone who they could entrust me with their you know learning and it it took me a month or or about 40 days to get there and i had quite a few difficult uh, moments then but i somehow managed to you know overcome and once i managed to overcome once i realized that this is the way because you know i used to find preparation time very little because i was not from du and du, du syllabus is nothing like what one learns in mumbai mumbai english literature syllabus is way too simpler in comparison to delhi university syllabus it is it is delhi university syllabus is quite intense quite uh, sort of uh you know uh literature driven where in bombay you do alongside literature also only in your final year that you do all six papers of english literature where i figured out in delhi university uh, an honor student from year 1 does all literary papers only so the syllabus was also very tough for me to kind of you know come around and sort of make sense of i mean make sense of in a sense that to be able to read to be able to uh, grasp 
and then to be able to communicate that to students. That kind of became a little challenge. I used to stay awake most of the night and then in class, I used to blank out at many occasions because, you know, I hadn't, hadn't slept enough. And then students used to think that probably, oh, he he's just forgotten what he had to say. Uh, so, you know, those moments have happened, but they have made me, you know, I, I assume a better teacher now that, you know, I know teaching requires preparation, teaching requires you to, uh, you know, read more than your students are probably reading or would be reading. So those things I learned over time. And uh, how different or how alike was your uh, experiences and even current experiences at Ambedkar University at Delhi? When I joined Ambedkar, I mostly got first-generation learners and I then got people who were second-generation learners but you know, not studied in English medium schooling. They've come from Hindi medium school. And so, so for me, Ambedkar was like a, a completely different kettle of fish where I had to probably unlearn a few things and, you know, I had to become more uh, 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 open and more sort of liberal in my, in my, in my classes rather than, you know, the, the, the kind of strictness that one was used to uh, in uh, Stephen's about grading, about anticipation, about what to expect out of students. So that unlearning I had to do when I came to Ambedkar because I wasn't, uh, and I was told that, you know, and I was told at the interview by Professor Menon that, you know, we are a children of lesser God, uh, you know, Ambedkar, you know, see, that's how he described. He said, those who don't get into DU come to us. So you can imagine uh, the crowd we get. So you'll have to, uh, you know, you know, you know, pace yourself accordingly. So that adjustment I had to make, but it wasn't very difficult an adjustment because in Ambedkar, I thought students were more open about their background uh, and and their and their difficulties and their their challenges than that of Stevens. In Stevens, even if people had you know students had challenges and students had difficulties, the peer pressure was such that nobody ever spoke that eloquently or that openly in in Stevens. So that was very uh, you know welcoming at Ambedkar. I found. Sandeep, uh, you are a family man now. You are married. You have a daughter. Uh, how has that added to your life? Well, I've been married for now 10 years. Just recently, uh, I had my wedding anniversary. So we become 10 years old in the marriage. But it is new because every day, you know, you're, you're learning in your marriage, you're learning in your family, you're learning in your, uh, you know, managing of the home. I got, I met uh, my wife Karuna and JNU. Uh, we were both MA uh, classmates and then, uh, you know, we, we we were very good friends. We were very, very close friends. And that friendship sort of turned into us falling in love and she, you know, sort of realizing that, you know, all the aspirations that any woman can have in a in a man who could be abled are also available and are very well present in a disabled man. So I guess, uh, you know, and, and everybody has to make those compromises, either abled or disabled. So I guess she made those and uh, and 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 that's how everything fell in place. And we have an eight-year-old who's also someone who I learn every day. She learns from me. So she very early in life realized that you know Papa can't re reach out to things by sight. So she realized and she used to you know show everything by bringing it to me and giving it to me in my hand. And she's also someone who's uh, you know brought up with many of my friends constantly visiting home. So now the first thing that she does, if ever anyone comes abled or disabled, sighted or blind, 
she ensures that she gives them a tour of the house because she thinks it's necessary. No matter whether you can see or you can't, you need to know the lay of the land to be able to be independent. So she she picked up very early, you know, because she used to see me do that to all my blind friends when they used to visit me, you know. So so that way she picked up. She's a very she's a very quick learner, and uh, sometimes she's also humor me out with my sight, which also again. you know like she'll 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 ask me to catch her and then she'll just not run and remain there so she 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 has those moments as well so are there um, anything that you kind of uh, any any specific things that you do to kind of relieve yourself of stress yeah so basically i i like reading because something that my academia also gives me so when i when i have to distress when i have to uh, uh, you know not feel that you know i'm carrying the burden of the world i i do some light reading so i'll read some uh, uh, you know novels that are nowhere related to my work i would also read some uh, uh, you know books around uh, travel so i like traveling so i read books around travel i read experiences of travel because you know that tells you what to look out for when you're traveling so i do that i, I listen to music i like gazals i like uh, old uh, uh, bollywood songs I, i like doing that and i like making friends and meeting new people going to new places trying out food like i i used to be very very uh, limited in my uh, trying of cuisine but now i realize that i i i love doing that so whenever there is a new cafe that somebody tells me has opened up or a new restaurant that has opened up i am more than willing to go and try it out so on that amazing note uh, sandeep thank you very much for finding the time to speak with me and yeah, it is uh, always a pleasure i wish This podcast was brought to you by Score Foundation. I wish ye had Roshni ka.